can't get enough, Mummy Dearest? Double your content by subscribing to our Patreon. Subscriptions as low as $1 a month, because Zach and I are two cheap little hussies and we'll take what we can get. Now, on to the show! Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Millen. I'm Sloan Steele, and we have with us an incredibly special guest. He's handsome, he's sexy, he's talented, he's sweet, he's kind, he's... Ian Paget. Okay, you got it. That was in, that was improv. <laughs> that and, was um, improv. Before we get right into the movie, I just want to say we have a big announcement coming at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that little. We call it a teaser, or like yeah, stay like tuned, yeah. everybody. Stay a Pilates tuned. teaser. Don't just cool. hit the third plus thirty plus thirty plus thirty plus thirty <laughs> for the whole show. You have to listen to the whole thing. You Got have to. to listen to the whole thing. We'll find out. We'll know. We'll know. What we'll you know. It tells somewhere. us who skips. It tells us who skips. It shows us. All right. So what it are we doesn't. all here? Um, it doesn't. What are we all here to do today on this day? We are here for the depressing, the dark, the visceral, the beautiful American beauty. I wish people could see my face because I, I, I actually found it to be not depressing at all. Like it is. Okay. But there's something about it that, like, I don't no, know. I know we'll, what you mean. We'll get into it. We'll get into we it. We will. So this movie was released on October 1st, 1999. It is a Whoa. Libra. Mm. It is a Libra. And I think that that makes sense. I think that this is Libra energy. I think it's a little dark. I think it's, like, a little heavier than a Libra. Libras can go dark, though, I feel like. Um, the budget was 15 mil. And 15 million, that's it. Whoa, those that's like wow. I feel like that would be like Kevin Spacey's salary at the time. I know, but if but, you think yeah. about it, if those are like real houses, it probably back then they were probably two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. Even if they bought them, they probably didn't even buy them. They were probably sets. Yeah, and it's like I get I don't know. Yeah, like their uh, salary is like that's a big packed cast. But listen to how much it made. The worldwide gross was three hundred and fifty six million dollars. I just got <gasps> chills for a movie I have no part of and have no financial stake Can you imagine in. spending $15 million making a movie and making $356 million? Oh, Our jaws God. are dropped. That is crazy. <laughs> no, well, I mean, this movie did. This movie won Best Picture, Best Actor for Kevin Spacey, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography. Yeah, like, Excuse this movie... Me. It actually best actress or no 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 and the <gasps> Benning lost she lost to Hillary Swank who won for Boys Don't Cry. I actually like remember no. was it Boys Don't yeah. Cry? Oh okay. I yeah. remember um, Annette Benning. I remember that Oscars for some. I love that. Same like same from the, so like weird. from 1997 to 2009. I feel like we're the best Oscars. Mm-hmm. It was it was a run like if you were nominated. Um, actually. Uh, Meryl was nominated that year, but she was nominated for Music of the Heart, which I was like, what? Music of the well, Heart? Well, she's just nominated. Like, it, she's just they like- throw her in. Auto yeah, yeah, yeah. If she's in a movie, you're like, nominator. Right. Get her um, in exactly. there, get her in there. That but movie has some feelings, though. 
Oh, I will say just like one, it, uh, it, it won out of, um, it like won the most, uh, it like was nominated the most and won the most that year. And that was kind of a record at that time. It got nominated for eight things and it won five. I remember music of the heart or American no, no. <laughs> music of the heart is the okay. most is actually has the record for most awards ever. It's won. the most winningest yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most. Oh, oh. oh wait. Oh, what happens when you Mr. have a celebrity? Hollywood. Yeah. Mr. Wait. Hollywood. Hold on. I can't look. I, hold on. Okay. So we're back. Mr. Hollywood had to take a quick phone call. It was the studios, all of them calling at once <clears> and you're going to be in every movie and uh, coming to every movie near you. We're actually okay. doing an American Beauty remake. Yes, We're, exactly. Yes. Um, so <laughs> the director of this movie is one of my all-time favorite directors, Sam Mendes, who... We know. Why? <laughs> why do we know that? Just like um, so much Kate Winslet action. So, well, because he was he was married to her. I know. So, so really? Much. Yeah, he was married to her. That's where her two children come from. One of, but then there's a third that's rock and whatever his name, Jeffrey Rock and Roll or whatever his name is. It is like Jeffrey Rock and Roll. Yeah, it is. It's literally that. Um, his last is so, his last name Rock and Roll or that's just a stage yeah, name. Yeah, but he changed it back to like a normal name or something. He changed it to a stage name and now it's back to normal again. I but see. Do, that's so embarrassing if you pick a stage name like that oh and you're God. like, now I'm an adult. I can't be like Sloney Rock and Roll anymore. Uh, Sloney Rock and Roll. Um, <laughs> Sloney Rice is my stage name. So Sam Mendes did 1917 Revolutionary Road, Skyfall, Jarhead, and the composer Thomas Newman, who's incredible. He did like all those movies with Sam Mendes. Wow. Um, the plot of this movie, which so Ian, everybody like demands that we give some sort of synopsis before we head into the podcast. So. <clears throat> I always do it wrong and Zach has to correct it. Kevin Spacey plays a sexually frustrated suburban father who we see going through a midlife crisis triggered by his infatuation with his daughter's best friend played by Mina Suvari. That's the synopsis that they gave me. Who gave you that? IMD Bizzle. It's mm-hmm. like so not what the movie's about. I mean, it is obviously what the movie's well, about. Well, listen, so we, I can't talk. We're not. We're, we're going to talk about what the movie is actually about throughout this entire podcast. But no, essentially the movie's like baseline. Wow. It's, it's basically like if you're buying like a Toyota Corolla base model off the lot, like that's I get it. I get I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, um can I can I very quickly say that I was like talking to Paul about this movie before we started recording and he didn't even remember the Mina Suvari plot line. And I was like, that's the whole movie. And he was like, did not it was he was like, that did not leave an impression on me. I'm like that's the whole movie, Paul. What are you talking oh, about? What did he remember? He to be remember, honest with you, he remembered nothing. Like, he remembered well, that she was no, a realtor. Like, well, the weird thing about it is, I found the Mina Suvari plotline to be way less than. Hold, let's let's. Okay, sorry, on. sorry, sorry. I Kevin Spacey was forty years old. Okay, what? Forty? How, not- how old do you think he was? I, um. It's then that you know what like that just seems to me like I just I don't know like thirty five maybe oh you thought he was younger a little like I don't know forty sounds like I don't know I just wasn't I don't know only four years away from me that's crazy that just gave me like a cold chill down my spine but his body was kind of hot when he was like working out I was like he looks good <laughs> yeah no he was, you know, it's it's they 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 sold the thing you know yeah they were like oh, like okay but like Kevin like you look 
Okay, first of all, let's let's be very clear. This is gonna be right. we this don't is, I literally it's been 45 preface. minutes. I haven't even gotten to the ages yet. <laughs> I know we we just need to say that this is not a pro Kevin Spacey Spacey. No, listen, we're gonna talk about this in a clear, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this in a very I was going to say, we're going to pretend like that didn't happen, but we can't, that's not, we can't. That's not the way. All right. What I mean is we're going to talk about the movie in a very pure context. We're not going to say. We have to be able to talk about art. Absolutely. Listen, Kevin Spacey made this movie. We can talk about whether he did a good job, what he portrayed and all that stuff without agreeing or disagreeing. We disagree with everything that he's done. (laughs) Um, I actually have. I can't, I'm not going to say like the relationship to me, but like, I know someone who has worked like directly with him and it's bad. Okay. I can't wait to yeah. get more into that. But, Give us the rest of the ages first. Okay. So Annette Benning was 41. Okay. Dora Birch was 17. Wes okay. Bentley was 21. Wow. Mina Suvari was 20. Peter Gallagher was 44. And Allison Janney was 40. Wow. What about Chris Cooper? Yeah, Chris Cooper. I didn't get into that. Who's that? That's oh, the dad. Well, that's one of the main characters. He's the <laughs> oh, military the father. The military father. He's the yeah, one that, that kills Kevin Spacey. He's kind of an integral part of the film as well. No, you're right. I know. I was just doing like the people that like anyone would recognize, I guess. I think I think most people would recognize Chris Cooper. But you know what? You no, make no. choices when you do the ages. I'm going to have to start doing the ages as well for backup. <laughs> yeah you can definitely do your backup ages yeah um yeah i'll do them i have backup ages depending on like where i'm going you know so like if i oh, go yeah like, so just depending on a group if people like so what age you, i just have to be prepared with like okay this group i think will maybe you can I ask siri gonna... real quick <clears throat> hey siri how old was chris cooper in 1999 okay I he was born in 1951 it won't tell me so um, 48. All right. We, I mean, in his 40s. I just didn't know if he was going to be 50, 30. I just needed to see where we were going to land. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. So he, Um. this movie. Okay. So that's all I've got for facts. The My first note is the opening scene sets the eeriest mood with the camcorder footage. And I don't think it actually meant to, but because it's 2022 and we don't see found footage like that, unless it's like a true crime documentary. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that that I a, was like a white woman's gone missing. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is eerie. Yes. Camcorder footage is is eerie. It's spooky. And I remember this movie was so huge and viral before like viral was a word used other than like sicknesses. This movie was like viral. This was a big Oscar movie. This was almost the same energy as like the English patient Titanic. Like everybody was watching this movie when it came out and it was Oscar nominated. People like loved this movie. And I remember watching it in a teeny tiny, like little TV room in a really old house in Martha's Vineyard. And it was, we weren't like supposed to watch it. Well, we were like little kids when this came out. Yeah, we were 13. I definitely snuck it. I watched oh, it. So my uncle who took us to Martha's Vineyard rented it. And I don't know where he was, but we just like popped it in and watched the whole thing. And one, I don't know how as a 13 year old, I made it through that movie. Like it <laughs> must've been so boring. What's so interesting. And, go, go, go. No. And then I just remember, like, I remember seeing that shower scene where he's jerking off in the shower. And I was like, oh my God, like other people do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You don't really see guys jerking off in movies that often. And like an adult, like a dad. The like leading, a dad. You know, like that's, that's what, what I remember that hitting me being like, he's like a dad and he's older and he's talking about jerking off. So I was like, this doesn't end. There's something like <laughs> so intimate about a guy jerking off because it's so like violent looking. Well, and it's so like hunched over. Well, that's okay. So funny that you bring that up because I remember when I first saw this film, I actually didn't grow up on it like loving or like, like, um, just kind of being obsessed with it. Like I am with like a practical magic or like a first wives mm-hmm. club. Right. Like I had seen it, but I always remembered that when they got to that shower scene with him, I found it to be like what you just said. I was like, that's not how that happens. But also like, he just seems so angry and like, so it angry. felt very, it felt like. Well, it, it, it made it more shameful. I like, we grew up thinking that it was like something that you had to hide and be sh- and like shame jerk off and like do it quickly in the shower. And like no one. Could yeah. Know. So it almost enforced that. And I was like, oh, you do have, to- he's old and he still has to hide it in the shower. I thought like, I thought, like every guy jerks off in the shower, like a hundred percent. They do. Except for like, the one I'm married to. No, I don't let, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me. I hate doing it in the shower, but I have done it. You guys have houses. You can just do it wherever you please. No, but even when I, I know, but even when like I had to do it in the shower, I hated doing it in the shower. Seems like just kind of like a depression. That's like a more maintenance. I'm going to say something like gross. And I I think that every, every man will agree with me. It's just gross that what I'm going to say. Okay. At the end, it just gets, it changes consistency immediately. Yeah, like gummy. Mm-hmm. It turns gummy. It turns, and it's not, hard if you're hairy. If you're hairy, it like forget oh, about it. You it can't jump. Not no out. hot water has to be cold or like tepid or not even like because then then you're like you need a comb, but just for that, it's and then you gross. can't use the comb for it's anything not, else. You have to comb out like seconds old cum. I've it never used a comb, but I'm just saying that's how much the consistency can like. Yeah stick and so you yeah guys i've 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 been in touch oh yeah before (laughs) i've uh been around had showered you've had shower loads in your hair i've just like you ian's right about the hot water it's like you can't be in hot water because it like balls up it like it like what is that once you learn like like it's, it's like happy, happy it's, little Orbeez. once like, you learn happy? that you to move the shower head to the side it's a game changer then that. you're like okay fine but, and just to be clear i've never used a comb but that's just i was, <laughs> I, was like, I, I know me. what you mean no i know what you but like mean. that's it's just like, a consistency and then you're like fuck i've got it i've got i need 15 more minutes for so here's i was gonna say i don't like to actually ever do it in the shower i never did it in the shower as a kid or like growing up because I was like, it's just so uncomfortable. Like I want to sit down. Yeah. yeah. No, you'll never, ever since I've lived alone, like you'll never see, I will never do it. Zach like lays down in like a corpse like position. (laughs) Lights a little diptyque candle. I close all of the (laughs) curtains. I make sure my shirt is still on. (laughs) Oh my God. Zach won't even get naked for himself. He's just like, yeah, right. Neither will I. My curtains are completely open no matter what time of day it is. And if I'm nude, I'm nude. Unless big boy is coming to get me. (laughs) (laughs) What if, unless you're jerking off only if a big boy, only if a big boy is standing outside your window. Ian, Zach had a big boy standing outside his window the other day, just lurking. It was fine. He's fine. I'll send you the big boy. I'll it's send you like the picture. Weird yeah. big boy. And then, so your curtains close if you're jerking off, or there's a big. No, boy. they're not. 
you don't but your dad like lives on within, level like, keeping two. distance he can only see my he can see the deck off of my kitchen he can't see but that's but can't where you jerk off. off of your kitchen he can't see no, the dick can't off see of the my dick. kitchen it's not that big <laughs> your deck or your dick exactly not both actually <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, goodness <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> off of this. Um, okay. So first scene is like them getting they're get He's getting ready. They're all getting ready for their day. They rush out. It's like a classic. We're late for work in school kind of morning. But then the dad gets in the back seat. Oh, my God. Which Carolyn. is so subtly emasculating. Carolyn is always driving the car, baby. She is she's always driving. But not only is she driving, he's in the back seat. That's falling crazy. asleep like she's taking him to school. He's like he's miserable. Well, he's being miserable. carried through his life. Yeah, that the pain of miserable. I mean, that what that this movie is like. It was so uncomfortable to watch. So like, I, it was so uncomfortable. It's so hard to watch like a marriage breakdown. And like, there's this one part where Lester, which is the most fucking unfortunate name, also like brilliant <laughs> character name for him, but like Lester just like he's like, what happened to us, Janie? Like, I thought we were pals. And it's like, it's like this thing that just like slips away from you when you're like a boomer parent where you just like, you're like, what happened? Why don't you like me anymore? And it's like, well, I'm a millennial and I grew up and you're like a a trash parent. Like that's what happened. I have a, I have a, a note somewhere about boom. Oh, I put this country's. Oh, that's not it. I just something about boomers I wrote down and I can't see it off the bat. Well, Carolyn like, had big boomer energy. <clears throat> well, they are boomers. And like the thing Sorry. is, is like there's no self-awareness or therapy. There's no self, yeah. there's no mental health. It was a different it's like time. it really was. And like when you I mean, I guess I'm lucky enough to just have like emotional parents. Like I think I just got lucky in there, like in there still not emotional enough. I don't think like as we like, as our generation is toward children, but like I had emotional parents, but otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's that first dinner scene that really, I was like, Oh, like when you're just, I, I can't remember if like, that's the first argument, but just the, the sort of like, yell yell but we don't actually discuss or like try to fix or like hear each other which i guess just goes into what you're saying like not non-emotional and i was like wow that was kind of that was my that was my house for sure yeah very like same just don't talk about a thing we like but we're yelling about something and there's an argument but then we just like go to our respective rooms and that felt really real to watch um Anyway, so there's no resolution so, to the discussion. It's just yeah. something no, no, you sweep under wrote, the rug. Right. And I found I found what I wrote. I wrote boomers are so sick. Annette's a breakdown after the after she's showing her house when she's she has a really bad day at work. She's a bad moment. We've all experienced this. And she just starts sobbing and then she hits herself over and over and says, like, shut up, what does shut she say? Up, like, shut yeah, up, she's like, stop up, crying, you little baby. Weak. You're weak. Yeah. And, and it's actually, just so sick. I wrote down, I was like, the shut up, shut up moment is the original euphoria Sydney Sweeney moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there have been many more. Or, oh, know, yeah. but, but like, I really felt like I was watching this and I thought, Jesus Christ, this is timeless and also ahead of its time. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was euphoria, slower pace, of course, but way more uncomfortable and way more vulnerable. And like, it just, I was like, oh, this is, 
this is a perfect film. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is. It stands the test of time because like those families are still alive and well and happening. And like, I think it was perfect casting. And, and, and what I it found to be the most uncomfortable casting. was like, I found myself like laughing a lot. I was like laughing. I laughed. I laughed. Mm-hmm. You know, because I could feel I was like, well, this is really funny because it's so true. It's just like the truth of the matter and how Kevin is handling his life is like sad, but like the way it was like filtering through my body and I was like laughing at it because Mm -hmm. it was funny, but it was also like sad, you know? It was very like tragic clown. Tragic clown. It is tragic clown. I mean, but he's so good. The way he like transitioned slowly through the film into that last oh smile he was like such a so, good actor, or was so such a good actor. Good. He was it's so like, good. That film is a fucking masterclass. It's so subtle and it's so impactful. And it's, it's so like, subtle. It's His the dryness. most. It's so subtle, but it's so good. You're just like, oh my god! And the roses is... everywhere. The roses in like oh. every. No, th- okay, shot. let's take a moment to like really talk about iconic like movie posters. American Beauty like takes one. American Beauty, you're kidding. That scene though is so. Vi- that scene was so viral and iconic when she is opening her like whatever that it was a sweater and the roses yep. start coming out that was like made fun of that was like parodied oh, that was huge. shown everywhere it was talked about like that was such a big moment and for something to be big back then where we didn't have the internet was big did yeah. you guys and, did oh well, sorry Ian. no go for ian go for ian you know i was just gonna say i i will have a moment about mina savari and just her beauty and her Beautiful. close-ups oh and just like the way the camera picks her up and her I mean, Crazy. I was really blown away by her, like, especially in that a beautiful scene, frog. Like, yeah, she is a beautiful frog. You're absolutely she looks right. Like a beautiful frog. Like if Disney were making a movie about frogs, a frog princess, she like an ethereal looks frog like this. Princess. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I know. I know a frog doesn't sound nice, but it just I mean it, that with like I mean that with like that's a compliment because I think Angelina Jolie Stunning. looks like a beautiful frog as well. It's well, very, they're toad like, yeah. Well, they yeah. have they have those big, those big beautiful big, bulbous beautiful eyes. And those, the oh yeah, it's the lips and the eyes that are, and their faces are kind of like compacted into a small area, and they're. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of. Do you guys ever see Thumbelina? Yes. yes, the sexy toad Charo. Oh yeah, I was just like that. Totally is an Angelina. Oh my god, I'm gonna put them next to each other, and I'm in a. You're gonna be like, we call we call these women beautiful. <laughs> we meant it, and we, now, I meant it. Oh my god! Wait, really quickly, Thumbelina. One of my like, like, never leaves my mind. Most iconic like outfits in cinema history is when Thumbelina is in the Beetle Zone, and she has that like Beetle costume performance. You guys yes. remember that? Yes. I just like watched this little... movie like very recently because my, I like I for not I like coerced my goddaughter into watching it because I wanted to watch it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, what you do. Was, yeah, it was. How um, was it? <laughs> we don't have. Well, it, well we can unpack. Well, yeah, it's whatever. But um, okay. anyway, she looked beautiful in that scene, and she does. She also looks like me in the Suvari Bambolina because of the eyes. Up. She's just so she's so fucking stunning. But did you guys notice something about um, um, Angela Mina Suvari, Angela's character in uh, 
like when she was in her scenes with Janie or just like her act, like her actual life versus how she was look, how she looked in Kevin Spacey's dreams. Did you notice the differences? I, no, but like, I wish I did. Yeah. That's my favorite thing that any like director like does. So it was very much like the affair where it's just like two different realities. So in all of Mina's scenes, she doesn't have, she has very minimal makeup and like no nail polish, but then in all of the fantasy scenes, she has red lips and red nail polish and like a heavier eye makeup look. Oh, okay. And the hair is up and like curled and done versus how she wears it normally. So it's like, I always think it's interesting when it's like the male, the male gaze of like this young woman. Yes. And like almost trying to make her seem older and more mature yeah and his also projection, her. projection and like but it's like also like more lolita-ish because it's the young girl like made to look like older to i i think like make the guy feel better about what he's doing and thinking in his lecturer soul i just love when i too love when directors do that i think it's so fantastic and it's yeah. so good. a little treat if you notice it you know a little bit of the treat that i noticed towards it, it's funny i thought the movie gradually got to opening itself up to me, right? So I was like, oh, I was sort of noticing the, like you said, treats were red. I didn't maybe notice the red door as much as I did towards obviously the end of the film. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice like his red car and Annette Bening's new red outfit. And like Mm -hmm. these, the, the, the colors kind of represent like aliveness and like life we're trying to you know, attached to, or just like the, and the big color. red blood at the end, like the oh, big God. red blood, like red was obviously like the number one color of this movie. Yeah. Their little cheerleading outfits were red and white. Like the whole thing was just about being red. And yeah, it's just like, this movie's just like really fucking good. I don't know what to tell you guys. I also like the boomer tagline of like our entire lives is this country's going straight to hell. Oh my God. Let's get, should we get into Chris Cooper's character a little bit? Let's I know Zach, you're yeah, No, I but. think we should do like, I feel like we should do like kind of like storyline by storyline because I have so much to say about all of it. But yeah, I, I think yeah, that Chris Cooper, or maybe we should do his son first because we, maybe we should do Ricky. Wait, before I forget all of this, can we just say this movie does not get enough credit for being like very Shyamalan twisty? Like this movie had some fucking twists. It's like a you. Thriller. It's a thriller. Like you yeah. never, you never would have thought he was Chris Cooper was going to be the one to kill Kevin Spacey. That would never have crossed your mind. Yeah. No, you never know. And then, and then you think he's going to, and then you think he's not going to, and then you, it's There's like crazy. So many red herrings in the yeah. scene, yeah. like and at Benning's yeah. guns and like the Chris Cooper's. I mean, there's just like. And then, like the the it literally starts off with like I want you to kill my dad. I mean, it just well, and yeah. I so I think like I think in its own right, it's like a whodunit because like you know he's gonna die. He says that he that he's not gonna make it to an like to the next year, and she and so like I just feel like it is like a whodunit. Like it is, so but you, know, you know he's gonna die, so, so you're kind of like thinking about like who. But do you is even to kill him? like do you don't even? Really I didn't it. remember. I'm t- I didn't remember I did not either. Remember at all? Oh really? I remember like I remember Annette Benning having that like moment in the closet, but I didn't remember if she did it. I didn't remember who yeah, killed same. him. I I lost all memory kind of of how this movie went, and I even like forgot i had no idea how much i was going to fall in love with Wes bentley in this movie oh Oh, jesus fucking christ (laughs) 
I will it say, was like texting Sloan like nonstop. Like I it's definitely safe. would fuck him. Like interestingly enough, when I watched it, like in the in the in in the nineties, I was like, nah, he's like he wasn't Same. for me. But watching it today, I was like, wow, he's he's a, quite a presence. And like at one that. point, there's a shot of him like. Uh, he's like looking out the window or oh no he's he's fixing his hair and then dad we see dad in the mirror when he's like combing his hair for school and I literally said out loud I was like that face like it's just like the struck the nose the eyebrows like there's such a movie like sort of perfectness to his face you know mm-hmm. what I mean well and like his looks were like part of it but even just like that so he comes across as like very creepy and quiet and eerie but then he's in the back of the building with Kevin Spacey and they're smoking pot and he's he's like oh he's like animated what? Warm. Yeah, like he's like he has a warm and him. animated, and then that scene where he's explaining that video of the bag. Oh, oh my god! I was like, talk about me- parody. I was mesmerized. He fucking did that. I can't believe he was not nominated for an Oscar. Y'all no. are two gays. You did not. You. you didn't feel anything in that moment. In that scene, I, I, I think it. it Maybe if it hadn't been parodied to death and like tainted, like the, I, I couldn't oh, get, what? I couldn't get, I know, I'm sorry. I couldn't get into the moment because I was like, it's too much. I know what you I mean. And like, I kind of like, I, I guess I kind of, I knew that the bag thing was going to happen and I never <laughs> took it seriously, but I don't remember that scene. I don't remember him talking about it. Really? I also, I don't remember. I didn't remember him like discussing it with her and I think because it was like parodied in like um, not another teen movie where yeah. like oh my god it was everything it was, it was everywhere like, it was everywhere but that I'm like just such a sucker for like no. well the end t- the end monologue Kevin Spacey's end monologue is so impactful I thought it was it's so fucking phenomenal yeah like I guess if it hadn't if, if the bag scene hadn't been parodied that would also have I think hit like that but it, it's just like it's so over the top the like, dialogue is the same we know yeah right? it's the yeah. same right yeah. it's yeah. like the yeah. same writing like it's the same I mean it's very similar but it's something I don't know if I I don't know if I would have fallen in love with Wes Bentley I don't like know. if I were Thora Birch and he was showing me that I mean, has anyone ever like when if you're like into someone and you're not like dating, you haven't done anything with them, but they kind of like show you something that like, you know, is like dorky. You're not really into it, but because they're showing you something that's so special to them, you're like really attracted to it. Yes. That just happened to me actually a couple of days ago. Someone was really like surprising me. Like he has like a master's from, I don't know where, but like works in a position where, where when I tell you this next piece of information, you'd be like, oh, that's like, you just wouldn't put two and two together. You two would love him, but he's really into astrology. And like, we were, he's like, let's look at the birthday book and like, find your day. And so we're like, are you gathering yourself? I am you guys. (laughs) No, I'm rolling my shoulders. Um, Okay. The birthday book's the best. Continue. Birthday book. And like, I just, I'm, I just had this moment where I was like, I was reading something and then he went on a tangent about like, oh, well, that's because and blah, 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 blah. and he's so he's he's adorable and so sweet. And I had a moment where I was like, oh, this is not naturally like what I would talk about or like what lights me up. But he was so lit up by it. And then but but not like this is who you are. This is what I think. It was very like he has this deep. You could feel deep, the passion. You yeah, could, like, he, feel he's the endowed passion. it with meaning. And and it made me find him to be very endearing and like a little bit attracted to him a little. I was attracted to him in that moment. Yeah. That's, that's like, you're a sapiosexual. No, listen, mind it's was like stimulated. When, 
It's like when you're, it's like the tale as old as time when you're a young high school girl and someone shows you like their mixtape or like something stupid. And you're like, yeah. he's so cool. He's got a Or like, like when like, the beast like can actually give the little bird some food and you're like, wow, like maybe he's the one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a tender moment with the, te- the, the tender moment. Almost kind. Kind. <laughs> he was sweet. And he was, that's the best song. Unrefined. Oh, so good. God, her he's outfit so in that scene. And so oh, on pink. or wait. Yeah. With the, the and pink, then like, the pink yeah. hood and she yeah. get, and her hands look so beautiful in that uh, scene. Yeah. It's, God, I love, are I you love sure? I think you're gay. Amazing. I'm gay. Yeah. Sloan is gay. Oh, is it? Amazing. Sorry, this Disney adulted. Okay, anyway. This <laughs> could be so good. Sloan has one of the best voices. I don't. You know, Juan yeah, called me Tinny and I haven't recovered, so but it is Tinny. Tinny? Um, That's what Juan said? Oh, like a feeling, can? He was feeling sassy that day. I oh he mentioned God. as a compliment. He was like, You have such a cute tinny voice. I was like, You're a fat bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you, Wani. Um, you can say okay, anything so, you want about me and I'll love you forever. So Ricky. Ricky. What a Ricky, name. Ricky and what's Thora's name? I forget. Jane. 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 So um, Ricky and Jane have like this little whirlwind romance. He's sneaking over to her house a lot. Um, and he sells pot. It's a secret to his family. Um, I mean, we also he, meet him. We meet him by him like recording her, and then she's he like records people. Yeah, dude. he records people like without consent, and it's he finds it to be like natural and like documentary style and whatever. He was the, he was like the original YouTuber. The original. Listen, I I like got him. <laughs> I know you did. I think I wrote he has to be a Pisces. I wow. mean, a hundred. That like guy a is a puddle of water. Literally, oh like I was like that when he was like, and then the ba- and like talking about the bag. I was like, I knew that I was like so grossed out by myself, but I was like, I I get this. Oh my god, no, you are such a Pisces. Oh my it, like, god, it's so bad. You can have those moments. I have those moments all the time where it's like this heart bursting, like oh my God, like appreciation for like the breeze flowing through a tree and my like son's laughter. And it's like, yeah. I ha- I get that. I I get it. And I love having- You're also a water moment. sign. I am. And so I love having an authentic moment like that, but he I had them like every second of every. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like his exhausting. whole life. Yeah, exactly. But he is such so, an interesting character because even though he is like a second level character, he is like so well rounded and so uh, interesting and has like a everyone in this movie is so well rounded. It's fucking phenomenal. Like even yeah. like even Peter Gallagher has like uh, has has a character arc. Like it's fucking totally. crazy. A hundred percent. And we realize, and we find, we come to find out like through this, that his father is, they they have gay neighbors and we find out that his father is like insanely homophobic. And we get another F word, which Sloan and I have been choosing movies with like a lot of F words. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we just, we want an excuse to say it. I guess we're homophobic or, um, and also like Scott Bakula playing one of the gay, one of the gays. Do you guys I know, know I Scott love Bakula? that. Yeah, I, I love, love the that. idea of putting them in the into this movie, like yeah. having a gay couple with like, and it other than Chris Cooper, like not everybody else is chill. Nobody thought anything of it. They were just in the movie, and they were just. It was like a little kitschy. Yeah, but 
like, like the running and like you know bring the basket sure but it's but all real that's all it's real so real it's so that's, real yeah like that's not mean that's, the that's what thing. happens yeah <laughs> when chris cooper doesn't understand what like partners are that oh i love God. that scene that scene really so good. Me. chris cooper is chris so, cooper. Fucking so let's get into happy. chris cooper now so, so chris good. cooper is ricky's dad he colonel oh, so something colonel he introduced himself as his like military status he's married to like poor dowdy i think she has dementia alice and janney Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really sad marriage. Yeah. It's, it's really everybody. Sad. Everybody was having sad marriages except He's for the abusive, gay guys. But then we f- I mean, like, should we just like t- I mean, should we just like round his character out and like talk about Yeah. Tell him. Mention well, it all. Well, so so Ricky is going over there to sell pot, but what the father witnesses is what looks like Ricky sucking um Kevin Spacey's dick. Yeah. Yeah. Which really then hits well. a little close to home for Kevin. So then he beats the on. shit out of Ricky. Ricky's like, fuck you. He's like, yeah, I sell. He's like, yeah, I suck dick for money. Wait, he says, he says I something like, oh, he says two thousand two grand. I'm that good. Yeah, yeah. that scene was he like says, yeah, I suck dick so for good. money. Two grand. I'm that good. I like love that. So so Ricky goes over to confront Kevin Spacey and ends up trying to kiss him in this beautiful moment really so beautiful beautiful. and we all knew it was coming i mean like that's but it's still hit but isn't it it weird so hard because men can't have a tender moment without it being romantic and having someone like men can't exist in the same space in a tender way and it not be not be gay essentially and if it is gay then he has to kill him because he's so that's what, but that's horrified. like that 20 seconds was like packed with like nine billion ideology it just is like Crazy. and it was like so and kevin spacey like didn't even he was like fine he was like okay this guy's having a moment he needs a hug whatever and he the, like tries to the tenderness that kevin spacey shows to him, him yeah is like also this like amazing character building moment in kevin spacey's world that's yeah. what i th- i thought it too was it was like, like it was almost out of character but yeah so in character it, it was because like, he was like becoming a different person where he's like no one has made time for me to ask me how like he says at the end to mina Savari, he's like no one's asked me that in a long time she's like yeah. are you okay and so he was like making space for this other guy who was obviously not okay and just trying to like help him and like and that even so cool. and even how he says, "Oh, I'm sorry." Uh, I think so nice, the nicest still way. So nice and like very neutral. He, he doesn't even re- yeah. like he didn't even jump back. He just like very gently, which I also like really clocked. Yeah, it was just like it was so like kind. It's like, such yeah. an embarrassing. That's like such an embarrassing yeah. experience to like. That's, that's rejection right there. It's embarrassing to be rejected in a situation that you feel comfortable in, let alone. And the thing about about Chris Cooper's character is that he is clearly like so afraid and sickened by the idea that he's gay. But then he's like, oh my god, there's a guy who is like openly willing to have like gay sex like right next door to me i can like secretly go over there and have sex and like now this is my moment and he gets like he clearly had to like muster up confidence to go over there and be like i'm finally gonna have sex with a man ending really i was like 
oh my God, like why? What? Like, why not just like go back home? Like, why did you kill him? Like, it makes me want to be like, and he had he gloves like, on, you know? Well, like, and, and Chris Cooper's mind is like, is he going to tell someone? Is he going to do, it's like, it's like so the last thing that he can find out or it's like the last thing in his mind is like, he, like no one can find out that that just happened. Yeah. And they'll never find out it's Chris Cooper because every single person that like household has either filmed a video saying they want Kevin Spacey dead or like walked in holding a handgun <laughs> to kill him. So it was actually like also a perfect murder. We could do American Beauty too, where Wes Bentley's in prison because oh my he's... God. And taping trashed. The, the oh. one thing I'll give him is like his cigarettes and a, a camcorder. That's it. That's the, when I tell you, like, one of, I think, the best scenes in, like, movie history, I probably say this, like, every episode, but is the scene where they're replaying the gunshot and showing everyone's reaction. Oh, yes. Holy. I oh, rewound shit. that so many times myself. Oh, my God. I love, I love the way Mina Savari turns Mina. around. Mina. Oh. It's so good. It is the best split second on but film. Like, Why? Like- I don't know, but even like um, Wes Bentley and Thora Birch, when they're just, it's like they're calmly they lying like, in bed and they do this like really gradual, like lean up. And it's like, yeah. I, I wrote down, I have goosebumps all over my I know, body me right too. Now. I literally, I'm going to go through, first off, I have so much capitalized Mina, Mina, wow, her hair, her face, all of it. This was ahead of its time. Mina's eyes, like, what the fuck? The Monica, beauty, let's go into up. Mina. Let's go and into then, Mina. Um, Let me go look at my, we collect. Wait, what did I? Oh, I was like, this This movie is really, really well choreographed and staged. There's that moment where- Well, uh, well, who choreographed it, Ian? It was Paula Abdul. But <laughs> I don't know- She's a cold-hearted snake. I don't know. I would actually love to ask her if she had- I don't think she did, but some of the camera blocking that was in tandem with, especially in this one scene- um, God, the cinematography was just so good. But like, even, okay, I'm jumping, but like at the end when oh, Kevin Spacey's dead and Ricky like lowers oh. to like look at his eyes and like, you're, it's just, there's something, he's so still and the way his face just shows up and like, there's, I don't know, it's there was so such a, beautiful. it's so beautiful to watch. Their faces. And like, it's incredible. I don't know all of these people Ooh. act like this, but not move on to such like, obviously like Kevin Spacey and Annette Benning all moved on to do like incredible work, but like, how did like, how did like know. Mina Suvari and Wes Bentley? I'll even obviously Thora Birch, but like I feel like though I feel like Wes Bentley and Mina Suvari like really put in the work. Yeah. And how did they not move on to do like? Well, Wes was in American Horror Story for a bunch of seasons. No, and- I know, but I just mean like, like this is like I know this is it was intense and and it was a moment. It was a, a moment. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But you know what's interesting is I, I I don't know the ins and outs of that, but like I'm just happy they made this. And I'm happy that like there's this moment in time where this group of actors and director and like cinema, like they all just came together and they made this Magic. thing that blew the budget out of the water and, and like left its left its mark. And like I'm happy. I'm happy that after watching it, I, I'm craving Wes, right? I don't, I'm not craving him like you are. Well, but I, I, watch, like, I'm, I mean, I know. watch like Yellowstone and he. Oh, he's on is, that. Is there another yeah. movie that has these like highly parodied moments yet also stands the test of time as one of like the greatest films ever made? Like, I can't think of another. Um, like what yes, movies? No, Sloan, I feel like we've done one because I remember talking about something that's been like 
I don't mean viral. I mean like parodied. I don't mean like no, a, great, a great scene. I guess no, like Titanic, her throwing Titanic's the necklace. A million I mean, yeah. Like I mean like the I'm it. flying Jack, but like. I'm flying. But I just mean, I feel like I've said, I forget what movie we've done, but I've we said to you, this lot, scene has been parodied like a million times. And I wish that I could think of what. Well, we said that from, for Mission but... Impossible, but I don't think that stands the test of time oh, as one of the great you're films. Right. Maybe. Oh, I think I know what I'm talking. I think I'm talking about the entrapment scene where she's training in the lasers. Okay. Again, how, that, I don't know if that one was. I'm saying what I'm trying. What I'm I know what you meant. I just I forgot. No, you're right. I know. Like it has like <clears throat> these like now kind of almost like campy scenes. Because I would say like it's probably so Titanic is the only other one. Yeah, I can't think of any. Else. So interestingly, about when you said campy, did anyone else feel or notice? I'm just gonna jump a little to Annette right now because boy oh boy, is she doing a she she did the damn thing on this film. She was working, and like I I was sitting there and like I was so taken by her. And one, I just miss her. I wish we I I wish she was miss working her. more. Like. I'm sure she's just retired or whatever and married to Warren and they're just living happily somewhere in Montana or LA, whatever. But like Annette, we miss you. You're incredible. And I found her performance to be like theatrical. There was something about what she was doing that I was like, you would not look at her and say she's doing too much. She's being too animated. There was just the perfect amount of neurosis and like, I just energy and like stakes like the stakes for her were very different compared to um aura and kevin and so any of those dinner scenes or any time they were all were all together i was like i feel like i'm watching the opposite of a sitcom but i'm still laughing and like the stakes are as high as a sitcom but it's not about being funny it was so, it, I just, I don't know. I was having a moment where I was like, this is so brilliant. I just feel like I'm watching brilliance. Yeah. Well, she does like a really good job. Like if you really think about her life and how depressing and stressful it must be where she's like working, she's doing this job that's clearly like giving her a really hard time. She's in a horrible marriage. Her daughter like hates her and she's coming home and she's still making a huge dinner and she's like pruning vibing. those roses she's pruning <laughs> the roses she's making dinner she's vibing the shit out of that dining room and like and nobody appreciates it and she's still doing it every day yeah that's a real i i you're totally right i think Annette Benning, um, uh, Sally Field, uh, Susan Sarandon, they're, they're, uh, Diane Keaton, they all live in my world as like, they're very my mom. All of them mm-hmm. have like a version of, of like a character they've played where I'm like, that's my mom. Oh my God, I see myself there. Annette has a lot of my mom in this sort of like, I'm not appreciated, but I'm still going to do it because I'm a martyr and it's just what you do. And like, I'll complain about it when like, when I, when I need to win an art. Yeah. Just, just like yeah. it's, it's like Sloan said earlier, like not because we need resolution, like Kumbaya, but it's because it's coming out of something else. Yeah. And I just like, I just really felt for her. I was annoyed by her, but mostly I felt for her because I just understood. I was like, she is playing that pivotal role. That is the human who has to keep it all going and who, yes, we're annoyed by because Kevin Spacey's annoyed by her. But then like, I just understand, I I got her, you know what I mean? And I wanted her to succeed and to like sit there feeling that way about her and understanding her and being like, my God, like she's so, it's like sad, but like I'm rooting for you. We were all rooting for you to quote Tyra. <laughs> I felt so um, bad for all of them. I just like, felt them. so badly for all of them. I'm rambling. I just, I, it was but... like, 
I just wanted to like, I just wanted them all to be happy. Like I felt so badly and their actions were so horrible and like so justified. It's like so bad. And can we talk about just the most iconic, I don't know if you clocked, but like things I remembered about this growing up were the trailers. I always remembered, I was like, oh, I remembered like that key line. And that, and he's like, when, with the, when he's sitting on the, the chair and she comes in and she's like, whose car is out out front? And then he's like, I win. Or like, he like does a thing. Yeah. That the, I zoop, the zoop, zoop finger, for something the, like, no, we have to say it's like a little, like this yeah. weird movement kind of thing. And I just remember that being in the trailer. And then I also remember in the trailer when she's like, I literally wrote it down. Hold on. Uh, 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 oh my God. Where is it? Where? Oh, um, there happens to be some things that you don't know about me, smarty man. Like I was oh, yeah. like, where is that coming smarty from? Annette? Like, they the did. They marketed it. this as almost like a, as like a zingy little comedy movie. It yes, was like, I mean, yeah, they marketed it as a dark comedy. I remember it, it being, yeah. It moves so like, like I not. I mean, I, I guess love the pace see. of this film. Oh, it's amazing! It's, it's so amazing. Good. The pace. I is sat like down. So, so like, I random. So I like ran a bunch of errands. It was. It randomly started to get dark and rainy, and I was like, "I'm definitely gonna just watch American Beauty and get it. I'm just gonna watch it, get it out of the way." And I was like, "If I have to like watch the rest of it later, I'll just do that." But I'm I glued. Literally watched it from beginning to end. I was like, "I'm not getting up. I'm watching this whole movie." Zach, I yeah. watched it from beginning to end. That's huge. What does that and say about? Well, this. I watches movies like for eight days and I watched this on the intervals. big screen. I watched this on the big screen sitting on my couch. Did That's you watch how. it with anybody? No, I watched it alone. I, Ooh. if anybody had well, watched so it with I. me, they would have, I mean, I sent a picture to you guys of my sobbing. I was hysterical, like, like full body. When the movie ended, I was just full body sobbing, like wailing in my house. Like it was this like crazy cathartic yeah, I felt very represented by Angela. We like haven't talked about her character yet on screen, and it was like I was waiting for that. So weird to see it now that I'm older. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like it's so. It was so fucking sad. It was so sad, and that was like I was like that was me. That was 100 percent me. I was. That Let's girl. get into Angela. I mean, she was incredible. Let's get into Mina. So oh. Mina Suvari plays Angela, who is like. She's Jane's friend. Jane is like a little mousy, dowdy kind of gal. And then gothic, we have, even. she's, yeah, like gothic. an emo gothic kind of gal. And then we get um, Angela, who's like cheerleader, like beautiful, beautiful hair. Her, everything's done. She's like Luscious the cool lips. girl. She's smoking. She's cool. And um, not a parent she, in sight. Not a parent in sight. And Kevin Spacey locks eyes on her. And then she realizes that he's like kind of gaga. And then she's like, your dad's hot. She is like, it's a joke. And like, we've all made those jokes. And we've all made the jokes about like, your your dad's hot. Like we have all said your dad or mom is hot. Like it's. But But when they are, though, you know what I mean? You you make a joke about your dad. Listen, though, I think that here's the thing. I, I don't think I've ever thought. That really, like, hasn't happened to me. I'm going to be, like, on. I mean, I've said that to, like, people, like, acquaintances or something. But, like, none of my close, close friends I've been, like, wow, your parents are hot. Yeah, but fuck any of my friends' parents, if Kevin like, for Spacey, sure. But if, like, I don't. But, like, Kevin Spacey, like, was kind of hot. In yeah. This movie. He was, like, I mean, so, not to say, like, that's my type. That's my, but, like, a sad dad. That's my type. 
that's my Listen, type when like, he was like with, it is. yeah i mean that's the thing it's like when he like took all those clothes off to like look at his sad dad body in the window i was like no need to you don't need to touch a thing but you know you know what this movie made me realize why i like the sad dads because they like me and i like the attention yeah. And I and then I turn into Roxy Hard and they they love me and I love them and I love them for loving me. But well, like so that's the problem. So that's problem. <laughs> that's Angela's problem. So that's Angela problem. has no parents, she has no attention. Her friend gives her attention, but it's like, and then she gets so mad when her friend is giving her attention to Wes. And it's I mean, we've all so been that person, right. known that person. I, I wrote and down, I was like, I have mean attendencies for sure we like all have, like there's nobody that doesn't have mean yeah. attendencies in yeah. this situation it's like it's like if someone who's like mildly attractive or like older than you or more successful than you or whatever is like giving you the attention you're like i don't even think i'm attracted to this person but like i am horny wow. and it's like it's just tough it's like and so mina is like 17 years old or 16 and she's getting this attention from like this father who probably she doesn't, she probably doesn't get attention from her own father. And, you know, Kevin Spacey's character has no intimacy. He's with like this woman who's his age, who's like not giving him any attention. And it's just like this gross toxic combination. And I love the way that they end it. Like, I love that last, the best. That last moment where so Kevin's basically like ends up hearing her talk about how hot he is and how she'd fuck him. And and she has told Janie previously, like she had to sleep with this photographer and she's had to do all these things. And like it would be stupid of her not to have sex with this person. Like she did, she's advancing her career. So she's sort of like painted herself as this like like open, promiscuous young Lolita girl. Yeah, like the one who's done it first. And so yeah. I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna get ahead of the uh what is that called? Like get ahead of the press of just like yeah. anything bad. So she's gonna call herself the things. Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly. so they kind of like they like come to the conclusion they like almost have sex. Mm-hmm. And it just gets like too real. It gets too real. You know, I in that moment the bubble I'm, bursts. I wrote down, I was like, ooh, this is weird to like watch him, Ugh. like the way it was filmed. So and like, we should oh, touch you know, like, on that. Yeah, yes. we should touch well, on we're, that. We're going to touch on it because he started touching <laughs> on it. And, 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 but this is, this was an interesting moment for, for, I'm sure, but all of us, maybe you didn't experience it or maybe you did. But then how quickly when he does hear that she says, this is my first time. And then, he takes such good care of her in that, like in a split second. And then I felt bad. I like, I, I don't know. I felt bad. You can say it. I know. Yeah. I felt bad. I was just like, I know there's been so many things that have transpired since this movie has been made. And like, he's canceled and all the things, but but he didn't write this movie. He didn't didn't write write this movie. The character, not him. The character is so forgivable in a horrible way. It's like, because he a made bubble the right burst. choice because a bubble yeah. burst and he yeah he, he ended, was like what the ended, fuck he, right he was like what the fuck am i doing and like and like the bubble burst they were he had this like fantasy and she had a fantasy and they were acting on the fantasy and they were like this is not what's i mean not that she not that her bubble burst she would have done it no that's not true at all you don't her think bubble, so no her her acting her bubble burst so but, but she went they from bubble like, burst one more time, Zach. Her, her, bubble, her, bubble burst. 
her like sort of like her like she would have her eyes down towards him like very flirty like feline sort of like ain't that kind of angle and then in this scene when she's saying it's her first time she's like all the way open with like big wide eyes very baby like very like young she was terrified like she would have done it because she doesn't know how like she had to yeah yeah she was like what do like i've done i've done this to myself like there's a scene in the kitchen that was so fucking amazing when he says to her, you like muscles. And then she like freaks out. Cause he's like yes. responded to her yes. in a flirty way. And she like runs away and he, for the, it's the smallest movement, but he like looks confused for a second. Cause he's like, doesn't she like want me to. I clocked that. It, it, I've never noticed that like teeny tiny moment before. And I was just like, Oh, like that, that in Mina's performance was like amazing. And then she's had her, you know, her walls up like the whole time. And then she allows herself to get in, she gets in the fight with Janie. And then she's like sobbing on the stairs. Like she doesn't leave the house. Like she doesn't go to her home. She stays there. Cause that's like the only like parents Mm. and family situation she knows. And it's still so fucked up. Yeah. And we all do that. Like I, God, you're so right. Like that moment of I'm going to play this up. I'm going to play into the attention because it's something I know how to do. There's next. And I do, I do, I have done this before. I've maybe made people fall in love with me a little too much, you know, because I've like turned on that, like, like playful thing. And then when they meet me there, then I, then I'm like, Oh, exactly. Slash like, like, I got myself in trouble here. Like this isn't, Oh fuck. Sorry. I was just having fun. And I'm, I guess I'm really good at it. Like, no, no. You know what I mean? Like that is very, I literally, that's my whole, like, I've literally had sex with so many people that I didn't want to have sex with because of that exact thing where I'm like, I did this to myself. Like I turned it on. I I turned on the thing that makes people like you razzle dazzled them. I was effervescent. And I was this idea of something that like seems really fun and like exciting. And like, I become someone's like, I, this is going to sound so conceited, but it's really just because like, I have an illness that allows me to do this. I like hook Pete, like you either hate me or like, I hook you. I put my like hooks in you. Like if you're a romantic partner, I'm saying maybe a friend too. I don't know how you guys feel. But like, and then I feel hooked. You feel hooked. And then they're like obsessed with me, and I'm like, ew, ew, uh, back off. See, you guys. Yeah, no, you become a. Well, I think I've already called you a manic pixie dream girl. I am. That's what I am, and it's like I'm. I don't want to be that, and I don't want to become that. And now that I'm older, and I see Mina's performance, and like I see, like if you're if you're a man listening to this podcast and you have a daughter like a young girl please like listen to her pay attention to her be involved in her life and like tell her that older men shouldn't be talking to her like you need I to instill that, this into your children your no, daughters. you're right but i think that there's hope because of what we were saying before like in that scene where annette benning is like slapping herself and calling herself a crybaby like when millennials have a bad day their entire group chat knows about it. Their Instagram story knows about it. TikTok knows about it. It's like, we are so overly communicative with our emotions that that I don't think is going to be the problem. There will obviously be runoffs where like, whatever people have situations, but like, I just feel like all in all, we're not going to be that generation of like closed off no, but it's just like it this is and this is probably more of a girl thing than any than it's just when you're a young girl and you have an older man paying attention to you, it feels so good because all you want to do when you're like 
13 to 18 is be the object of like someone's affection and attention. Like it's just like hard. I feel like it's just hardwired into you. So when you get that attention from like an older male, especially like an older male and like an authority figure position, like as a woman, as a woman, as a young woman, you're just like, oh, I'm mature. I'm smart. I know I'm, I'm worldly. Like, and they tell you all those things, Mm. every fucking guy that goes with younger girls does this thing. And it's so fucking disgusting. And now I see it. Like I didn't see it when I was little. Cause I was like, I'm just special. It's like, no, you're not you're like, special. I you're... am smart and I am worldly. And like, and I, I am, am mature. And you know what? I was all of those things. That doesn't mean a guy who's over 30 should want to fuck me. Cause I'm a oh, fucking well, kid. Not. And like, so after this movie ended, I took the email address of this this when I was in high school, this guy who was well over 40, like totally groomed the shit out of me. And it was like, I thought he was the love of my life. And it was like, just, I was, he was everything. So he was everything to me. And I eat anyway, it ended very poorly, obviously, because he's an absolute pedophile. And after this movie ended today, and I sobbed hysterically, I emailed the last email address I had for him, which was an AOL email address. And I was like before I I didn't I didn't say this part, but I was like, I just wrote like, do you use this email address still Sloan? That's all I wrote because I was like, I want to write him like a whole thing and just tell him how much I fucking hate his guts. And like, I need to I need to tell him that I need to tell him how much I hate him. And I had stalked him during the Me Too thing on Facebook. And he was posting all this stuff about like standing in solidarity with women. And I was like, I so Which why I didn't could, you I'm just find I, him now? I can't find the fucking post. He like removed everything. So I no, not the post, but if you can find him no, on Facebook. I, I found him on Facebook, but like he removed everything. So I don't know if he's like still using Facebook. I guess I should just message him there too. Yeah, should maybe, I message maybe. him everywhere? I just I need him to apologize to me. And I I I I can't just move be, on. You have to be like prepared though for the non-apology. No, I am prepared. I just need him to know that he's fucking disgusting. I just need to tell him. You know, and I, I think I'll feel good. hundred percent. Just I but don't put all of your feelings into like one bat. Don't be like, but if I don't get what I want, I'm not gonna feel good. Like, oh no, no, I I I don't care what he res- he could say anything, and I'm gonna be like, no, you're a disgusting pedophile. Because there's plenty of yeah. older guys I met that didn't like. If he was like, it was a different time, or like I was like, I was so stupid. Then it's like, no, because I know a lot of guys that were that age that didn't try to fuck me or make me like take pictures of myself with like knives, like at my tits, like just like so crazy. And I like did all of these things. I was like, Oh, this guy thinks I'm special hmm. anyway. Well, and I'm, I, I have to say like, I just like really like appreciate your vulnerability and like your sharing of thing of, of it's this giving, experience. it's like giving share, <laughs> it, it's giving share. Like you're sharing so much. And, uh, I can't, sorry. Yeah. I, I just, it, I'm sorry I said all that. It's just that this. No, movie, I'm sorry. I'm. Well, thank you, thank you for giving me space. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just that character. I was like, oh my god, I'd never seen it like that before. Like when I watched this when I was younger, I found it like very like titillating and like yeah. I was like, or did Ooh. you find it like um? Did you almost find it like um? What's the word I'm looking for? Like 
um, validating. No, did you find it validating that you weren't alone in the sense that like, were you like, okay, so this is like normal. You're like teenage girls who have like sexy lips and big boobs do this. Yes. Like, and you are just so, if you are a sexy teenager, you're so fucked. That's why like, if you can be ugly in high school, just choose to be ugly and just get better after Isn't high it school. Funny? Isn't it funny how oh. Ian and I, Ian and I really resonated with jerking off in the shower. You guys did. <laughs> and then Sloan's like, has this really big soliloquy about. <laughs> I'm um, literally, I'm literally like exacting vengeance on someone. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, I remember jerking off in the shower. <laughs> no, but listen, we all have different reactions to movies. Totally. Listen, no, you that's... always have to give your share. I and know. give your share. Are you giving your share? I'm giving <laughs> listen, my we're share. We're giving, and this is a this is an inside joke between the three of us, in which we'll we'll explain at the end of the episode. Yeah, you have to keep listening. So we we really haven't talked about like Kevin Spacey's character yet. I feel like we we didn't do that on purpose, but I feel like we almost did it like um, yeah, like in the right way. Yeah. So. Yeah, now we have Kevin Spacey. I don't think we need to go too deeply into Jane, do you? Like, well, I mean, we kind no, we don't. But here's what I'll say about her: is like, no one what does. An, what an icon she was at the time. Like, she oh. was like, and I actually found I I found her to be kind of. I know you guys like you were like, we do we need to talk about her? But I was a little surprised by her. I was just like, she's really holding her space and she's like doing the thing and like. We just, I really think, don't have people who are doing it like that anymore. Like, we don't. we're, we're, we're Anyone in this movie. A, yeah, like yeah. We're, we're in a time right now where movies are like, they're so genreed. Mm-hmm. Everything is so like, this is the type of thing I'm in. And I feel like in the 90s, there was like a little bit more of yes. a versatile, yeah, so like, like array of human experience within the genres which mm-hmm. made them all feel like that's why Tony Collette gets nominated for the sixth sense mm-hmm. for best supporting actress in a in a horror or they were horror. so genre bending exactly exactly they really and were then, then they now they've become like these categories and I just think like the acting has shifted a little bit yeah. um and so all of that to say that I found Thora to be like very I just the thought old she was style acting. Old style of just like it was. This was only six years after she was in Hocus Pocus. I know that's crazy. That's so crazy. You know what? I also wonder if like some of like the cult movies that we love today, like Showgirls, for example. I feel like some of these films were so genre bending that they were like. I'm just using Showgirls is a terrible example. I just mean like there's these cult movies that were. And they they played to so many different genres that it was probably hard for marketing to figure out like how to package it for trailers. They just call it drama. So, but that's I think what happens. I think a lot of genre bending films just get thrown into drama. Like like the movie Bound, for example, and maybe this is another bad example. It's like what's that? It's Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon, and they play like lesbian. It's like this like lesbian like crime caper kind of thing but it's like got like an snm to it's just like there and it's very but it's very funny at times and so i i i think like movies like that flop because they were just like almost too experimental and now people are like oh we understand the cinematic value of this because correct that yeah i i I get that i I would almost say that like i mean the film that inspired this podcast is is genre bending i mean like it's marketed as like an action adventure film but it's It's horror it's comedy horror romance yeah yeah and that's what that's what i think i i miss about 
some movie making these days. And I think maybe why we revere and like really put on a pedestal pieces that like are just kind of doing like when you're just watching, Oh, this is, that is totally the human experience. And we like, think it's the best thing we've ever seen when really it's like, it's just cause there's a lot of shit being made and it's a lot of Netflixing going on. And it's a lot of like, just a step up of Hallmark. So like, we're all just like West Elming and thinking we've got like crate and barrel or restoration hardware <laughs> when really like no! we don't. it's all a step up from Ikea. <laughs> Sam you know Mendez I mean? does that. Like that's what Sam Mendez does like so well. I mean, like the revolutionary road has this energy. Oh, hundred oh percent. This is American beauty in the fifties. hundred percent. He, ha- he has a type. He's got a type, but like the way he, okay. And he does this so so masterfully though not so much in revolutionary road because i think that was a more serious film than american beauty like american beauty had more like humor almost well i think you're right but i think if you were to watch it now like kate winslet does deliver some like really funny like wife line like naggy wife lines where she's like really digging into him yeah but the thing i love about american beauty in particular out of his films is that the way it has this beauty and then this like very graphic gore but then also makes that moment like so heartfelt and beautiful is crazy how they did that it's also like such a display of america being so uh, like america being ugly in general like yeah it's like we it, no, but it's so oh. ahead of its time. It's like we get the military, oh, like so homophobic, yeah. like nasty American, and we get like the the In family the that we're beautiful and we get this home. right, and we have this family like this this atomic family where we're so it's that's what we're supposed to aspire to is like a wife and kids and a picket fence, and it's disgusting and it's broken, and then we have this gay family who has nothing wrong with them they're perfect health they're living a beautiful life they love each other and so it's just like we i don't know if he meant to do that i don't know like what he meant to portray with like this every single thing that happens in this film it's just like this crazy and i it's like this is 1999 and he's like military people are homophobic but they're actually gay and the family doesn't work and it's just like yeah well did he write this by the way um, he had a hand in it, but he didn't. Okay. Write. I'm curious about that. I would actually, that would be such a great question to be like, did you, did you know, or what, w- you know, what's when writing this or, or directing this, like, I want to know like what the gay couples role played in terms of like, what, like, do you see them as representing something in the world at that time? And like, cause sometimes I think like, while I agree with you, Sloan, I, I want to believe that like everything is meant to be in this film. And I, mm-hmm. I really do think that there's also sometimes where you hear a director go like, it just made it work to have a gay couple come in. And because of the comedy of it, like, just like, there, yeah, there's, there's nothing something about it. Like it. the reality is like, oh, we should have a gay couple because then like that would uh, like, it's, it's sometimes not as deep as we think, but then just putting them there. We're endowing maybe a little Open bit more. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they needed the gay couple in order to for us to find out that like Ricky uh, Ricky's dad is like incredibly homophobic. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They serve the purpose for the other characters less about where we should be sitting and talking about how perfect how like well the gay couple is doing. Although right. they are not involved in the chaos and they happen to be gay, and we never talk about that. So that should actually be tough. It's meanwhile. 
if one one of the you know one of those gays would be having wine with Annette Benning being like, girl, you need to get out of that marriage. A hundred percent. You don't talk, you don't talk plants with your gay neighbors and you not have them over for wine. This is not yeah. happening. Also, um, oh, happening. no, I was, I was just gonna say this makes me feel like I need to watch Jarhead again. <laughs> I don't remember that movie. Like, I don't isn't there a jerk-off scene in that? Is Ooh. there? Oh, Jake Hall, right? Jake yeah. Hall is like, or maybe it's just like a shower like, scene that get, I always remembered the shower scenes with the hot guys growing Ian, up. And like, maybe you were jerking off to it. That's maybe the I was you jerking off. You were jerking off to it. Yeah. Honestly, just, that, yeah. I think Sloan, you actually might be right. You might be yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, 100%. Like no, Brian like, Phillippe in oh Cruel God. Intentions. Oh, any, any butt shot. He was in a movie called Little Boy Blue. I think we've talked about this maybe. And like there, it was like him with like older woman on a farm thing. And like, that used to be my porn. Older woman on a farm. Well, like the, cause he's like, so young, he's so hot. And like, I think it was probably filmed within like either a year or two before or after cool intentions. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, he was, he was, he had sex scenes in a lot of his movies, you know? Yeah. They sure mm-hmm. did throw him in a lot of sex scenes back in the day. They sure did. We um, weren't complaining. No, not no, at so- all. Let's get into Lester, Mo Lester. Okay, Lester. That was good, Zach. That was good. Where do we begin? So can we, can actually, can you remind me what, not that this is what it's about, but what did transpire with Kevin Spacey recently? And like what, in case someone's like, wait, what did Kevin Spacey Oh yeah, that's a good point. Well, I feel like, I wish that I had like refreshed my memory, but he did just get charged with something in England, I believe. Here, let me, we can look this up. He was originally in trouble in, uh, on Newport, Newport? Uh, In (laughs) Nantucket. Yeah, Nantucket. (laughs) In Nantucket for uh, touching people. right away. Touching boys against their will. It was a specific boy though. It was was a server. Okay. It was, they were at, he was at a bar. He was at like a really popular bar in Nantucket. And he, the boy approached him. And actually, I don't think that this one was underage. Ian's going to read it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just here's a headline right now that the Hollywood actor uh, will stand trial as he denies four sex attacks on three men. Um, he has allegedly assaulted three men in London and Gloucester. And uh, he pleaded not guilty on all four counts of sexual assault and one other sex offense when he appeared at the Old Bailey today. Um, and uh, yeah, so all of the offenses were allegedly carried out between 2005 and 2013 while he was the artistic director of the Old Vic. Uh, two of the sexual accounts were allegedly carried out. Um, oh, allegedly carried out a man now aged in his 40s in London, March 20, uh, 2005. So yeah, it's interesting. Like this took this... Oh. You know, it's happening now, but all of these people were a very different age at the time. Is what so there was like an 18, there was an 18 year old boy on Nantucket who approached Kevin Spacey and was like goo goo guying over him and like, I love, like, I love you. You're an amazing actor. And then, and Kevin Spacey obviously was like, perfect. Like, let's have a drink together. And they sat down at the table, I think, with his mom. I think, like, with the boy's mom. Yeah, and under the table was like groping him, and the kid was like, just like I mean, at the time was allowing it to happen because it's like, what do you like? You literally just met like an idol, and now he's like grabbing your penis. Wow, so not cool, man. I know. Okay, and then there was also like a fourteen-year-old though that he 
like in the nineties, I believe like after a, after a performance, they all went to like someone's apartment and he was like dry humping some 14 year old and like in a bed and wow. yeah, Kevin. So, so okay. anyway, I know someone who works and someone came out another actor and said that Kevin Spacey just like does the, like he does these things when he's at, when he's, when he's like running his lines or something like that. But I know someone like very close to me, let's just say we're so close. We may even be related (gasps) and they have worked with him closely and they have said that he is all of those things. He's very inappropriate, like extremely just like sexual. And even with women, this person was saying like, it's just not, it's just very inappropriate, like constantly. Wow. It's like, it's, it's really, I, I, I believe it's really easy to not be sexually creepy to people. You can just like try, you can just not do it. You can just you can not, all, say one, not do it. Things. You can also just like get to know someone and like vibe off of them. Like you can get to know someone like you, like yeah. you can't walk up to someone and just start being sexual. You like, can't, no, you guys, like you yeah. just can't. No. You can't even just, you can't even just send someone a dick pic. Like it, it's, it's unsolicited dick pics. Like no, it's no, so gross. No, like you don't guys, do it. I've been getting the grossest DMs and messages because I'm going to start doing ASMR and people are like, I want you to touch panties, talk about your panties. I want to watch you like lick lollipops with those with this, the, that sex people little love mouth. Your mouth. People love People your are mouth. like really into my mouth. <laughs> well, you know, you do slow. I will say when I really love watching you eat food. People really like watching me. No, Sloan, that's why I think, honestly, like, I feel like you're following, like, a mask because of the munch packs. I know people are constantly, I have one coming. People were like, bring them back. Yeah, Sloan, those were the OGs. And, like, you, I just, it was just, like, always a way where you were just, like, eating the chip. And I just literally was like, I want everything you're eating. And the the sound of the bag and just, like, the way it was, like, the way you'd open things, too, like, Sloan, you have to TikTok it though. Don't I will I'll TikTok it. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tick it tick it tick it tick it tick it talk it. I'm gonna start. I have my I have my mic, I have my ring light, I'm ready. Lights camera. Action. Okay, so Kev, so Lester, so Momo Lester. Yes. Um, so despite all of that horrible stuff that he has done in his real life, we're going to talk about him in this movie. We're going to praise him for the next 30 minutes of our life. No, listen, he really is an incredible actor. Like, yeah. I don't know if he still is. I'm sure. I mean, Hitler, Hitler was an amazing painter. Weird. Those video, the videos what of him that do? he releases like at Christmas time. Have you seen those? No, Who? I try to stay away from Kevin Spacey releases like weird videos around Christmas where he's still in character as Frank Underwood from. That's um, really sad and weird. From House of Cards. Yeah. And he's like, it's. Is he still do You mean not, not anymore. No, after all of this fired. happened, he released a video acting as Frank Underwood, like on YouTube. That's like, really unhinged and bizarre. Whoa, interesting. Whoa. And then do you remember like the walk in the park video where he was talking about anti-suicide and like people Maybe. getting help for suicide and all that stuff? Like he wanted people to get help, not he wanted people to get help and yeah, he wanted people to get help instead of like killing themselves, which is like obvious. Like I think we all kind of want that. Like yeah, but interesting. Okay, wow. If I was like a disgraced. If I was like Army Hammer right now, I don't think I would he like. Looks so good. 
where where is the picture? He's back in LA and they're like, it's going crazy. He just got back to LA. From the Cayman Islands where he was doing timeshares? Do you not know about this, Ian? No. What? He works works as a timeshare salesman now because he's lost all of his money. Robert Downey Jr. paid for his rehab treatment. I'm literally, I'm, I'm hot. And disrobing. I am disrobing and not, not out of excitement because I'm genuinely like, wait, what do you mean? Like, so he, he's, he, will he no longer be acting? Well, you know, I can't about imagine the, you know that about he the cannibal be. stuff. No, the cannibal stuff. I know, but okay. like, you oh, know, so with I have a correction these days, for us. What? actually I was going to say with anything these days, but that's not true. It's like, no, you, if, if, if that happens to you, like you, you stop working, but you just kind of, you, you kind of phase out of the news cycle, unless there's more news about like, essentially, you know, what, what's going on with you. Well, a and picture just, of him like became viral because he was like in a set, he was in like a golf polo tucked into khakis in the Cayman <laughs> islands, like trying to sell timeshares. And he's like, run out of, he's completely run out of money, but Sloan and I, just spoke about this the other day and we said we kind of like we kind of like uh lightened the cannibalism aspect but i just like went deeper into it and we were like very wrong okay <laughs> he dm'd like like dozens of women and not Ooh. only talked about cannibalism he said things like no i'm he literally verbatim said i am 100 a cannibal i i seriously want to eat you it was like, yeah, it's They're not dress and weird. Sloan and I kind of chalked it up to saying Aww. things that maybe would be embarrassing, like, like saying things like, like you know, dirty things. talk, horny, dirty talk. But you maybe wouldn't weird. say when you're not horny, and like, that's what we kind of chalked it up to. But it, it wasn't like that. It All was, right, corrections corner. Yeah, I'll insert that before. I'll I'll play it because I don't think we should erase bad things we say necessarily. No, we're no, we're no. And, and I'm learning, we're and learning, I just we're learning. Know. And maybe we didn't we say it was good. We just said no. We, we were just like we it just, just said seems like we, sexy message, not sexy messages. Like <laughs> horny. no, we said horny that it was, no. And you said Sloan, like that's not something like that's something that's unforgivable. Like it's gross. We were like saying like if someone yeah. says like that they want to like pee on you or something. It's like I also like, said like whoa with the deepest most like chesty voice I've ever had like yeah. a baritone because I am. Uh, when I say like interesting, that's me being uncomfortable and like, I'm not giving an opinion on this, but I will just, yeah. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think no, he's, we're I not don't coming think back. He's coming you don't back. rally from, from cannibalism. That's the thing. It's like, you can't really show up on set because everybody's like, there's the cannibal fucking weirdo. Don't like, fall I'm asleep. Not, I don't, I don't want to kink shame anybody, <laughs> but I am going to draw the line at cannibalism. Mm-hmm. That, I'm not even here's the thing if you want to like role play cannibalism and like it's a joke and it's like and you're yeah, doing silly. it like with someone who's consensual <laughs> and like whatever like but when it comes to like phys- actually wanting to be a cannibal like, he said right. he wanted to slice her toes that, yeah, was, the, he was, that was yeah I think he meant it so Sloan and I kind of repeated it yeah, as like were... is like he was like oh I want to like oh I want to eat you I want to fucking slice your toes <laughs> But that's what? not. He was it's literally like, like, "I want to, I want to cut like, your no, toes I'm, off." He was like, "Thin." He's like, uh, "Slice thin, please." Can I get a sample? I want a deli What's cut. That fillet, fillet. Yeah, he, he wanted a fillet of toe. He wanted to fillet. Army yeah. Hammer would not want to fuck. I'm safe. I could actually, I could work with Army Hammer because he would not want to eat my toes. There, one of them's too rough. I think there is something to be said about like, have you ever like done something or maybe allegedly commit a crime or something and you like almost get caught or you do get caught and like you're like i will never do that again yes yeah 
Absolutely. I do think there's something to be said for like, I'm sure he's like, well, I'm never talking to but most of those things respectfully. Again. <laughs> like, I think he will though, is the thing. That's the thing is like, I, I would hope that those things, I mean, those things tend to happen when you're like in your team, in your teens, you know, no, and you're growing up and yeah, you're like learning age. what I can possibly get away with. And then a, a, a parent will be like, you know. I yeah. wonder if his wife is, or his ex-wife. They're divorced. Oh yeah. They're completely divorced. I wonder if the cannibalism stuff was like brand new to her. or She has been being no, I bet it was even a, for years. I bet it was a secret. I bet that that was just like his dirty, like online sex persona. <laughs> so gross. Wow. All right. Anyway, um, back to Lester. So we haven't even really gotten into him, but he's just a sad, <laughs> he's a sad, depressed midlife crisis dad who falls into lust with his daughter's voluptuous friend and mm. um and you know is is so depressed that he's losing his job losing his job but what motivates him it's interesting what motivates him is this sort of like attraction to a, a younger girl who's obviously in high school and like it's wrong but then that the that the motivation being as you know ill-timed and also just like bad as it is does end up helping him in some way and then mm-hmm. gets him to a place of appreciating and gratitude like appreciation yeah. and gratitude for his life and so that's what's so interesting about the movie it like dances so so like well between that kind of moment to moment, like, oh, fuck, I'm thinking a dark thing. I want to do a dark thing. And in this dark thing, that's like making me feel like I need to step it up in some way in my life. But then like good things ha- kind of happen from yeah. it. For him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's taking like, um, he's taking like all of his cues from high school seniors. Like <laughs> he is fall. He falls in, not falls in love, but he's, he's attracted to Mina Subari's character. He's attracted to Wes Bentley for like in a platonic kind of way. Like he, he gets is a in, job flipping burgers. He gets a job flipping burgers. Like he did when he was in high school. And it's just, he has gets like the this, hot rod, right? He gets the hot rod from high school. He does all of these things from back when he was free and happy. And we all have moments where we, look back on those times like fondly where we're like, we didn't have bills. We were running around the streets. We were having fun and you had your life ahead of you. You had your whole, when he says that, and you hear people say that so often, but when he says that line, I had my whole life ahead of me. It was like so poignant Mm -hmm. when he says that. And how many times have you heard that line? Like, yeah, I know. And I, 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 that's so, I love that you brought that up because I really loved like all of his voiceovering. I was just like, he really, he really like, uh, he uh, ate, he ate sis. He ate sis slash like, I mean, he really like tuned in, tapped in. Boots and, the house oh, no. down on the performance. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. It really was. No, <laughs> he really so, did. Honestly, we needed that because Listen, it was like, yeah 40 comes back 40 comes fast no you guys oh my we're god not, just for the record we're not 40 we have we have half a decade to go but i'm just saying 40 comes at you fast and you think and when you're in high school 40 is like so far away a century away it's like you will never be 40 and then and, you're 40 and then you're 40 but the thing is is like he's 42 in this so we'll we'll say that but the thing is is like he 
I was honestly happy. This made me happier than I thought it was going to because he's 42 in this and he has a loveless, horrible marriage. His daughter really is like a dick to him. He has a dead end job and I have a dead end job. But the thing is, is like, (laughs) I honestly felt better. I was like, I'm just not in that headspace. Like, thank God I'm not in that headspace where like, it just seems bottomless. It just feels so empty and dark. Every day is the same. It's just like, I really was, it really did make me appreciate that I'm within a decade of that age and it's not, I don't feel that. That's, that's great for you. I found like, I feel really happy for you. Yeah. That's nice. I actually found it very inspiring in a way of like, no one is going to do anything for you in this world. Like when, when her mom is like the only person you can count on is yourself. Like, it's just like it's very true. Like no one is coming to save you. No one's like, no one is showing up at my house being like, here's your book deal. Like no, like I have to make these things happen. And it does give me, it kind of not like a kick in the butt. Cause like, I feel like we work hard at like this hobby zag and like, we make like, we, but we had to make it happen. We had to work. We, we We worked so hard. It all right. And it's like, you have to make those things. It's, is it, is it weird and kind of embarrassing to send a random person on Instagram, your impression of Dorit from the real houses of Beverly Hills? Absolutely. But like, if you do it a year later, you'll have a podcast, you can have a podcast and like, (laughs) (laughs) you can realize all of your dreams, you guys. It's just silly. no, I mean, honestly, like podcasting seriously has become something that is like if I wasn't podcasting and I was just living my like normal mundane nine to five life, like I probably would feel like Kevin Spacey. Luckily I have like better relationships. So True. that will always be better. But maybe Kevin po- just needed a podcast. He needed friends in a podcast. And like that's see the thing is is like you have to maintain relationships. Like that's a lesson learned from this movie. You have to maintain relationships. You do. It takes work. It's hard to do it. It does take work. You have to, you have to compromise and like you don't hang out with people you don't want to, and don't be around people that bring you down or make you feel bad, but you do have to maintain relationships. No. Yeah. Decide who's worth it and work it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. You need to worth it. Work it. Worth it. Figure out who's worth it. You guys, the listeners don't know yet, but I will say, I feel like we're doing a really good job of what we had said we were going <laughs> to do. That was actually yeah. really weird. I, that happened very naturally. So but don't naturally. you feel like we're doing a good job of what we said we were going to do? We're kind of American I... beautyizing our way to an announcement, I would say. Should we I tell them? Say, I think we should just tell them now. They've they've skipped it's ahead 30 seconds. 30, yeah. seconds. 30 seconds. Their fingers are sore. Tell them. We are... As the Mummy Dearest podcast and Ian Paget, who's going to say starting it? a podcast? Oh, we're starting a podcast. We <laughs> are. Yes, we are. We're starting a. So, just for people listening for the Mummy Dearest podcast, we are not ending the Mummy Dearest no, no, podcast. No. We'll always no, do this. We're just adding be, more work. We will be starting a podcast with Ian Paget, or P- Ian Paget will be starting a podcast with us. Whoever you're, where, whatever angle you're coming from, well, I'll be there. <laughs> We'll all, all be works. there and it's going to be, it is called, it's giving share spelled S H A R E. So good. We are going to be sharing with you the deepest 
darkest, lightest moments. (laughs) Basically this this without movies. I will say like this podcast, this episode is a really good example, I think, of what it really was. We did, you know what? what it's giving share is going months to be. Months ago, we said that we were going for all the Bravo fans here. Months ago, we said we were going to uh, Beverly Hills Housewives into Vanderpump Rules it, and I think we like combined it and we did it. We like, did it. This wasn't it's giving share, but like it gives you a good intro. This yeah. movie really helped us get into the it's giving. It share was a caveat, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. God, for everything sure. happens for a fucking reason. You guys Every- really. Everyone has a story different as night and day. I love that, like, when you sing, Zach, not always, but, like, you do access a transatlantic a- accent, like, quite easily. Uh, He's in yeah. his Billy Porter era. Wait, yeah, listen, wait, my, I meant Cole I Porter. Uh, <laughs> Billy Holiday? Um, I was like, wait, wait a minute. No, so I literally, like, someone, I always, like, automatically go to church lady voice, like, and it's, like, a joke, but there, like, someone, like, recently said to me, like, you're, when you sing, you sound like, like, an old woman, and I was, like, oh, my God, that's, like, not my real voice, I was, like, oh, my God, that's, like, a joke, but that you can do it is good, and I do it so, like, I, for some reason, go directly into, like, old church lady singing voice that, like, people now are, like, oh, that's, like, his, that's, like, weird that that's, like, what's, so, wait, what's old church lady singing voice? Can I it's hear it? Like it what you just did. What he it just was like, did. Oh, oh great. Yeah, okay. It's just like old church lady. Can you, like, can you give us your real singing voice or can are you no? I mean, maybe changed? on it's maybe we'll maybe I'll give it share someday, but we could do a musical episode. Ooh. Sure. Sure. Where we like every episode. Where we like sing our thoughts. Oh yeah, God, we sing people would no one would listen to thing. that. <laughs> that is naturally what I do already. <laughs> I know it's kind of perfect. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we've like said we said a lot of stuff. I don't think there's anything else to possibly say about this. I think that we literally, when we say that we unwrapped a movie, like <laughs> we, we just we literally there's nothing left. By we just, thread. We just skinned a movie alive. Like <laughs> we just took like a, a seam ripper and went <laughs> literally. Okay. I so, will say, okay, just because there, I, I, I do feel like I want to just like, n- some of these notes I wrote are like hilarious, but I'm going to do like a rapid fire, like the please. seven to 10 last things that I wrote. Okay. Um, and also the, 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 okay. So the quote that he says that I always remember in the trailer, he's like, I rule that it was, I rule. He says, oh, I, I rule. Yeah. I rule. And then I was like that couch. I bet Sloan had a couch like that somewhere in her house is what I wrote. And I wrote the evolution of living rooms. I forgot that I wanted to talk about the evolution of living rooms. I know. So big. But and like, like, well, but yeah. the thing is, is like when they're sitting, all three of them are sitting on that couch. Um, yeah. Like uh, Allison, Janie, Chris Cooper and Wes Bentley. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so weird because it's the 90s. So there aren't, there's no streaming services. You have to like plan a moment to sit and watch TV. So things weren't like, things weren't comfortable to the point where you were going to be on the couch all day. Things were formal. It was a formal forget. Things were more formal. And things were more formal because you weren't on the couch. You weren't binge watching a show. You we were, would sit and listen to the radio for the at news. the most you would watch like you would watch like must see TV. So it was like two hours. It was like yeah. you would watch four little sitcoms What's in a row must, or like oh my, I said must, musty musky, musky TV. <laughs> musty so it's TV. like the funny musky. thing is is like. You see living rooms almost like look the same from like the 50s to the 90s. And then yeah, all of a sudden everything became 
minimalist. Plush, comfy. Big, comfy no, couches. No, first was big, plush, comfy, brown. Yeah. And then people were like, no more. And then we went minimalist. And now we're but like, but it was still like, you can't, it. you can't find a couch that doesn't have an attached chaise lounge on it. Like, oh my God. It's, Not back so then. it's like, you guys, no, I tried, I tried to convince Paul to let me have a sofa and a settee. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm like, please. He's like, because I I don't sit around watching TV all day. So I don't like that setup because I think it, I don't think it looks, it doesn't look nice. It takes nice. up space. It takes no, up it space. Does, no, but like, that's the why you have to, that's why nowadays it's like you have to have a separate space for comfy, cozy watching. I know. I, I told Paul I want to turn our whole basement into like a lazy boy showroom with TVs. Yeah, yeah Ooh, because I'd love, love to do that and then have like everything a else be room. like nice. Well, I have a I have a sitting room, but I want two of them. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be comfortable in my home because then we'll leave. <laughs> or centered around a television. That's the other thing is just don't center your living space. Around- right around the tv because then it that won't invite possibly the kind of community and and interactions that you want in your home right yeah and i hate that like we're all just like here's a tv on the wall and everything faces it's so well a really good way to do that is to get two really decorative armchairs and put them facing the couch and with the back to the tv i'm gonna get a -a tete-a-tete and make people just sit like next to each other like but facing opposite directions i know what you mean yeah i I also want to bring a lot of attention to the phrase you money grubbing you bloodless money grubbing freak that's what paul calls me like almost every night I it's a term that. of endearment it is you that's bloodless money grubbing freak god the writing in this movie is so good his lines are so good oh, i love so this good. movie you guys it's so good and I, i'm not gonna leave us with this but like the nipples on the women like the nipples on thora <gasps> and the nipples on Mina. i almost wrote mina's nipples but i was like, like wait how old is she <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they were the they were puffs. just like she had nips. beautiful like, that's brave that's brave i know well, but back to no. what Sloan was saying here's the thing though while this movie brought so much attention to the negativity of the lolita lifestyle or <laughs> birch probably was like listen everyone thinks of me as this little witch from hocus pocus and i'm going to give him my tits yeah and she- Probably did it in the sense that, like, remember in the early 2000s when every pop girly was like, Let me show you my tits. (laughs) They were like, I want to do something rock and roll and sexy. And my next album is really rock and roll. And it's like, It was was really screaming. Hannah Montana goes back to Miley, you know? Like, bangers. It was that. And I, it was so clear. Um, and, and I will say that like the, I think I wrote it down, but like Thora swims like so beautifully between young high school girl and then mature young women when she's being taped and she's talking about like her parents. And then like, it's the scene where she's like, essentially, you know, like, yes, kill my, kill my dad. Mm -hmm. There's this moment where like, when she talks about something that she wants, that she's yearning for you, like see the child in her. Mm -hmm. And then there's moments where she turns and like, kind of what Sloan was saying, like her body language completely changes and you see like a ver- like a woman you know what i mean and her head is how down. do i get sean met sean mendez how do i <laughs> how do you i don't. get sam mendez to make a movie about Wes bentley and thora birch living in, in Manhattan, <laughs> and she and he's like a film producer he's like a filmmaker and she is whatever she is and she's a ceramicist and we go through like the ptsd of her father being murdered in her home and like everybody's it would be called 
I was going to say New York Minute, but that's taken. American oh. Beauty 2, shots fired. Or just like, <laughs> bag. American like Beauty shots. 2, more beautiful. <laughs> more beautiful. Too, too American, too beautiful. <laughs> I watched the wrong one. You know I would. You American still have the gaze. Space. The American oh, and the, the beauty. Yeah, um, we bring back Scott Bakula and his partner and like. Oh, I want to know what Paula they're doing. What are, how old are they now? They're like in their 60s now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was Maybe this? 50s? Yeah, this is, 50s or 60s? Yeah. Okay. Let's get okay. Sam. Let's call Sammy we'll up. Let's call get him Sam on the phone. On well, thank Sloan. you. If anyone so... could do it, it's you, Sloan. I know. I'm going to manifest it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And Ian, like, it's always just so good when you're on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I have such a good time talking about this. We actually have this. real conversations, not just like me and Zach being like idiots, like for This was idiots. my day. This was your day. How was your day? Yeah, no, but I, no, so you bad. know, when I listen to you guys, I'm literally like, it's just so, it, there's something kind of like, I, I've said it before. I've reviewed it on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and like, you. it just really <laughs> feels like conversation is happening and I just love where it goes. And we just all feel very included. That's nice. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Ian, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on TikTok at Ian Paget, and then on or excuse me, uh, Ian Paget underscore, and then um, on Instagram. When are you going to get Ian Paget? I don't know. I guess I could reach out to the TikTok my TikTok like person and see if I could do it. Um, because I am Ian Paget on Instagram. Right, anyway, Perfect. I mean, how many millions of followers do you have now? uh 2.5 that's fucking insane Ian. i've actually been at 2.5 in it i know but Ian, you had when you first came on the podcast for um practical magic you had 1 million that's crazy how i remember you saying that? i remember you saying like it's one like you gotta make a million to make a million yeah. you gotta make a million to get a million that's for sure that's like fucking crazy <sighs> anyway, anyway uh zaki where can they oh. find your little sweet ass Mummy Dearest Podcast. You can find us on Patreon and Instagram. You can find me at Zach Mellon on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Zach Mellon and Sloan Belong. You can find me on Instagram at I am Sloan Steel at Oh My Erotica on TikTok. I think I'm uh, I am Sloan Steel, Sloan Steel, one of those, and Twitter at Sloan Steel. And that's kind of like it. Okay. That's it, guys. Well, I love you all so much. Thank we you again, you Ian. Love you, of course. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Sometimes there's so much beauty in the world. I feel like I can't take it. Rule. If I had to leave tonight, would you come with me? Yes. 